it's nice to be here. That's what everyone says, isn't it? <laughs> it's nice to be here. Last week I was in Nigeria, West Africa on Sunday, and now I'm here in Portsmouth. It doesn't get any better than that, does it? I've known Daniel, Pastor Daniel, for about 10 years, I think, and um, it's been good, not too bad. <laughs> Should we pray? Lord, we're reminded today that it's Pentecost. Please empower and refresh us, we pray, by your spirit, as we draw near, please do that, thank you. Lord, discipline us where we need discipline, whatever that might be, uh, transform us, we pray, do something in us for others, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask you, Christian, you that love Jesus and know Jesus, I'm going to ask you at the end to respond in some way. So I'm telling you that now so that you can get yourself sorted out, get yourself ready and just put yourself in that position where your spirit and your heart is flexible to, to respond and to uh, uh, make a change for other people. Jesus' love is very wonderful, isn't it? It's so high. It's so wide. It's so deep. It's amazing. Let's turn to Luke 15 and have a look at Jesus' love. Luke 15, I'm going to read um, from verse 1 about Jesus' love being so wonderful. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. So just there, we've got this collection of the good, the bad and the ugly. We've got the people that they called sinners there. We've got some tax collectors that were often doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Then we've got the people that were actually called sinners. And then we've got another bunch of sinners called Pharisees and uh, teachers of the law. They were all sinners. The sinners were sinners. The tax collectors were sinners. The religious were sinners. They were often worse, weren't they? The Pharisees were often worse. Um, than the, the so-called sinners. And then we've got the teachers of the law. They were also sinners. And so we've got this gathering around Jesus. And the reason they were gathering around Jesus because he, he was amazing. He was, number one, the Savior. And our greatest need is for a Savior. My greatest need the world's greatest need. You know your neighbor? The person that you don't know? 
the person that is your neighbor, you know that relative, the person in your life, the person that cuts your hair, the guy that, or the woman that fixes your car, they, they all need, all people need a savior. And they were gathering around Jesus because they were recognizing something in him that he was a healer, that he was a savior, that he was their, a lover of their soul. And that's why they were gathering around him. That he was the preacher with amazing action. So this amazing savior, lover of their soul, healer and teacher. And that's why they were gathering around him. And he was eating with them. And in Middle Eastern culture, that's about the best thing you can do. And that's the thing that we do do well. Like we eat together. And that's the sign that we accept you and love you and honor you. That is it. That's, that is it. That is like really normal. Um, and that's what Jesus was doing here. And then he... And then, and then the religious people started muttering, and Jesus picks that up, that they're muttering, and then he tells them three parables. One, about a person, that, a man that had a hundred sheep. Another one about a woman that had ten coins and lost one. And a very famous one about a father who had two sons. He tells all three. So in verse three, Jesus begins. Jesus told them this parable. Because they were muttering. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. And then he asks a question. And I'm asking you and me the question today. Does he not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. And calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me, I found my lost sheep. So in this first little parable, it's about a man that goes searching. I'm searching. I was being driven to the airport a few weeks ago. And I had the thought in my head, invite, invite Dave, who I know, a little bit. Because he's taken me to the airport a few times as we go to Nigeria. Invite Dave to the dinner to come and hear the gospel in June, in July. So I'm sitting in the front. We're talking. I'm praying. Is it now? No. When is it? Do I do it now? I don't want to do it. I don't want to invite him. I'm going to the airport. It's like, can I have a day off, Lord? I'm, I'm going to the airport. Don't want to, shall I, shan't I? Why am I hesitant? Haven't I done this a thousand times before? Just invite him. What's he going to do? Kill you? What's he going to do? Just invite him. So I'm praying, praying, and then I pounce. And invite him. I'm searching. I went to get my hair cut a few weeks ago before going to Africa. And on the way to Chichester, I had this thought. I get these thoughts all the time. Sometimes it, 
you know, I don't want them. I don't want to have the thoughts all the time. I feel like saying to God, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, but I've asked you to continue. You've been searching for 50 years, Andy. You're going to carry on till you're dead and you're with me. Just carry on searching. So I'm driving and I get, I get to have my hair cut. So right at the end, because I chicken out, I'm like I'm looking at him, praying, do it now, no. No, invite him. No, no, no. Right at the end, I give him the money. I said, Steve, we got a dinner coming up. You've never heard me speak. I'm speaking at it. Complimentary tickets. You've got nothing to pay. Portsmouth Village Hotel. Bring your wife. Come. He says, right, I'll come. So yesterday, I went to get my hair cut again. I went, remind him. See you on the 5th of July, Steve. Yeah, I'll be there. I'm searching. So Jesus, he tells these stories about a man that lost one sheep. I don't know whether to go to the Christian meeting on Tuesday or go to my neighbor. I'm in turmoil. What, go to another Christian meeting? Oh, blooming egg. I'm going to one on Wednesday. I've got another one on Thursday. Shall I go to another one on Tuesday? Or is it not better to go to my neighbor? Knock on Joy's door and say, hello, Joy, can I come in? I just, just um, I need about 10 minutes. I want to invite you to something. Invite myself in. Pray that she'll offer me a cup of tea or ask for one or something. Have a little laugh and then say, Joy, I've come round to invite you and your, are you married or partner or whoever he is? I'd like to invite you both to a dinner event that we've got. So I'm in a turmoil. Shall I go to the Christian meeting? Or shall I go and be with sinners? Shall I go and knock on the door? Or shall I put it off for another week? Oh, that's a good idea. Why don't I put it off for another week? Go to the Christian meeting, do it another time. Yeah, put it off. Any excuse not to go and go the next week. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm telling you, because I want you to press me. Did you go on Tuesday, Andy? Text me, phone me, call me in a few weeks. What happened? What happened on that Tuesday? Did you go to the silly meeting? Or did you go in search? Did you go out and invite somebody to come and hear about Jesus? And then he talks about a woman that had ten coins. She loses one. What does she do? Well, she says, oh, never mind. I've got nine more. It doesn't matter. She lights a lamp, she searches the house, she sweeps it, she looks everywhere, she puts a lot of energy in, she will not let it go until she finds that one lost coin. And then when she finds it, she does what the shepherd does, she calls her friends and says, I found it, I found it, come and have a drink, come and rejoice with me. And that's, that is what was happening here. We've got We've got a Jesus whose love is very wonderful through me.
I went to have a massage yesterday and I wasn't feeling particularly great. I've been ill this week. I've had diarrhea. I can't believe it. A bank comes to Emsworth on Tuesdays in a van. It's called Alfie. It's parked in the curry house. I walk to the van. I've got diarrhea on Monday. I've got diarrhea on Tuesday. I didn't tell you I've had diarrhea, haven't you? I've had diarrhea. <laughs> Chairman, I've had diarrhea this week. I didn't tell you. And I, had, and I went on Tuesday. I did the banking job, and I can't believe on the way back I had an accident. I mustn't swear, but I pooed myself. Can't believe it. I can't believe I'm telling you this story either. Because it's got it's got no purpose at all. <laughs> Except one little purpose. If I can scramble it together, because I'm not quite with it yet. So I'm walking in the streets of Emsworth like this. <laughs> and, and I'm having to get this hand and I'm having to put up my trousers like that and do a mop-up job. That's what I'm doing, I'm, and I'm thinking, I hope nobody says hello now, because I know a lot of people in Emsworth. Oh, hello, Andy. Oh, hello, yeah, yeah. I'm holding my backside because I pooed myself. So I, I, went to, I, went, I treated myself yesterday, and I, I'm going to have a back massage. It's like I went mad. I asked for a long back massage, and then the hot stones on top of all that. Anyway, I took my gospel book with me because I'm searching. What Does she not deserve the woman, the person that looked after me? Does she not deserve the opportunity or the chance to hear about Jesus? Can I not at least say, God bless you. Can I not at least give her my gospel book? Am I going to shut my mouth? Am I not going to open it and just say, I'm an author. I wrote this book. A little gift from me. And can I not give her a generous tip and pray for her and bless her like that? Can I not at least do that? Can I not give God an opportunity to reveal himself, to speak the gospel, if she but just reads that book and that God would answer the prayer? So Jesus tells these stories about this about a shepherd that goes searching. And God does this today through you and me. And that's why I'm going to ask you to respond at the end. And, and he tells a story about a woman that lost a coin. Or so what? I've got people all around me where I live that, that are lost, that don't know Jesus. And I, I wouldn't say I'm, 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 I'm not a friend of joy and her partner. She's my neighbor. We greet each other. We say hello. The first few years that I went there, she invited me around for, along with other neighbors for a Christmas thing and, a, and the next year, blah, blah, blah. It's like we know each other, but we're acquaintances really. But does she not deserve me to at least knock on her door next week and invite her to uh, come and hear the gospel and me speak? What am I like? 
I'm like the man that lost the sheep that goes searching. I'm like the woman that lost the coin that sees the loss and I'm searching. And I'm like the father in this story that has a wayward son, a young son, that goes out looking for him every day to see if he was coming home that day. And I, and I just want to keep in step with the Spirit. Now, I'm talking to you today, and you are people that know and love Jesus. All of you. And you are people that are filled with the Spirit. Baptized in the Spirit. That's what you are. That's what you are. That's what I am. We are people that know and love Jesus. And we're people that are Spirit-filled. Now, if we turn to Galatians 5, we read that Paul, writing to the, the Christians there, he said to them, since we live by the Spirit, like you and I do, let's keep in step with the Spirit. Galatians 5.25, since you live by the Spirit, you live by the Spirit. You live by the Spirit. We live by the Spirit. So he says to Spirit-filled Christians that know and love Jesus, since you who know and love Jesus, who live by the Spirit, keep in step with the Spirit. So in other words, it's possible for me to miss it, that I'm not keeping in step. It's possible for you and me not to keep in step with the Spirit. To whatever the spirit. So, you know, when, 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 you know, Daniel gets up and says about the discipline thing, I'm thinking, hmm, well, discipline can take like a form of like a thousand different ways. It's like discipline for me often is, are you going to open your mouth? Are you going to speak to the masseur? Are you going to invite the taxi man to the dinner? Are you going to go and knock on the door and invite yourself in, sit down with your neighbor And give them the tickets to the dinner. And Jesus said, wait till the power from on high comes. And then you'll be my witnesses. So today I've come here to invite you and to be part of something that, that we are doing. On the, on the 5th of July, which is a Wednesday... Mike Mellows' organization, Faith and Football, and my organization, Soteria, are putting on a dinner for people that don't know Jesus. And we've asked um, someone called um, Stephen Smart, who can perform the whole of Mark's gospel, perform it amazingly and dramatically, to come and perform just 12 minutes. And at the end of his 12 minutes, I'll get up and share the gospel and the good news with people that don't know Jesus. And I'm praying that my barber will be there and his wife. I'm praying that Dave and his wife will be there. I'm praying that my neighbor's joy 
and her partner will be there. So, and I've gone to these people and given them the ticket. So we, we're going to give you an opportunity to invite, in the next few weeks, invite people that you know. Some Christians have said to Mike and I, well, I, I haven't got any non-Christian friends. I, th- I, I had a mad moment a few months ago. I thought that. Can you believe it? I thought that. I'm thinking... I've got, I'm doing too much fellowship. I'm in Christian meetings and gatherings all the time. When do I, when do I mix with, with other people that don't know Jesus? I thought that. And then I thought, what an idiot. Who cuts your hair? And then I thought, what an idiot. What about the guy driving me to the airport? And then I thought, what about joy? What about the man that with, with one leg? What about the other guy that, that, that travels in the van that, who, who, who said to me, I want to come and hear you preach one day. He's dying to come and hear me preach. What about him? He's not a friend, but he is a, he's a good acquaintance. My barber's not a friend. But they're good acquaintances. He's only been cutting my head for 15 years. What? It's about time I invited him to something. I mean, he would not come to church in a thousand years. To, to church on Sunday, I mean. And Jesus is like in the world, mixing with people, just going there and being with them. And they were drawn to him. So, picture this. Village, hotel, Portsmouth Village Hotel, about 180 people, really nice venue, table, round tables, beautifully laid out, about 180 people. They're going to come along and we've substituted, we've subsidized the tickets that they like. So if you come, and you come, so the tickets will cost you £10 each to have a cruise two course dinner with tea or coffee. So if you come, you take ticket for yourself, and then, and then you take another ticket today for someone that you're going to invite as your guest. That's how it works. So if you take if you take two tickets today, likewise, and that's just that's forty pounds. And if you're really strapped for money, I've got loads of money. Just say we we can't afford that. We can't we can't even afford ten pounds, Andy. So so the idea is. It doesn't work like, oh, I'll, I'll go and talk to someone if they, and I'll come back for tickets if I need them. It doesn't work like that. It, it, it doesn't work like that. I've been doing this for decades. How it works is you've got the tickets on you all the time, like your visa card and your phone, blah, blah, blah. Mm? And you have them with you, and I've got them on me all the time. I've got them on me today, just in case something happens. And then you go to someone and say, oh, 
Steve, we've got this thing coming. I'd really like you to come to a dinner. There's going to be an after-dinner speaker who's going to speak about Christ and about life. Would you be my guest? Would you please come? Nothing for you to pay. Here it is. And it's as simple as that. You may know the person that you're going to invite even now. You may not. You may think, hmm, let me have a good think as to who I will invite. And within a, within a few days probably, you'll think, I know who to invite. Now, you can only come, Christian, if you bring someone that doesn't know Jesus. We don't want any backsliders. Can I use that term? We don't want you to invite someone that knows and loves Jesus. Invite somebody who doesn't know and love Jesus. So today Mike is going to be sitting over there at the end with his machine. So if you want to go and see him for tickets and talk to him briefly, just come and get your tickets today. And then in, over the next few weeks, be praying about who you can invite that doesn't know Jesus. That's why I'm here today. I'm here to help you help somebody. I'm not here for you. Not really. I'm here for that someone who doesn't, who hasn't heard the gospel. Or if they have, they've said, they've said no. I'm here for them today. And God will put in your heart and your mind who that person is. And you can, you can have as many or as few tickets as you like. And it's now or never. You can't get them tomorrow. Don't give them tomorrow. If they, don't let them ring you. Don't have it. It's, it's now or, or not. So we, we've tried to make this as doable as possible for us who know and love Jesus. So that's it. And just as I finish, this is not the most important thing. And I don't want what I'm going to say now to distract about something else. Because the main thing about us coming today is that. On the 17th of June, we have got a, a training day for all those who would like to learn about how to do outreach, how to do street work outreach. Not street work preaching, but some kind of outreach approaching people on the streets. And that will be on Saturday, on the day you've got your breakfast at 1030 at uh, St. James Church Hall, Emsworth. So if you want to come and see me about that afterwards, or just make a note of that if you want to come to that training day. And then two weeks after that, we're going to be in Haven't putting it into action. That's not really what I do a lot of, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing that as well. Let's pray. Lord, help us today and always and every day. 
help us to keep in step with you. It's the greatest joy, Lord, when we do. We love it. We want it. We pray for that. That we would keep in step with your spirit. Lead us. Empower us. Make us bold. Help us to reach out. Help us to just simply invite. We don't even have to go and preach. We, we do what Andrew did. Invite his brother to come and see. Help us to do that, Lord. Even just and only to invite somebody, someone, to a dinner gathering where good news and life will be proclaimed and an opportunity to know you. Help us, Lord, to reach out to the person you want us to do that with. Lord, inspire us, fill us, empower us. Bless us as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Mike Mellors will be sitting at his booth over there. Thank you.